Thanks for joining Cornerstone for our message of the week. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged. To connect with our church family and to watch our services live, download our app today by texting Sparks Will Fly as one word, app to 77977. That's Sparks Will Fly app to 77977 or by visiting us online at sparkswillfly.cc. I don't believe the world is going to get darker. I believe the world is going to get brighter because the church is going to be a glowing glory in the earth. <laughs> All right. Isaiah 40. Isaiah chapter 40. Emily, if you remember back, I, I like those minors. So you... All right. So let's just go with there and we'll go with it. They went with me one time over to uh, Savannah. We preached, Lord. I was in my, maybe my mid-20s. Um, and um, we went in there, and she got on the board and just began to minister. And just a prophetic come in the house, and we prophesied. We about got through out of there. You remember that, Mark? And we never got an invite back. And so, um, but anyhow, so we go a long ways uh, back together. So, Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you, Father, that right now we ask you to open our ears to hear. Lord, we ask you to give us eyes to see, God. Give us eyes to see in the realm of the Spirit. Father, we pray for that Chronicles 2020, divine, the believe in the prophets so we shall prosper. So, Father, we pray this morning that you would give us prophetic vision in this day and hour. Lord God, let us see through the darkness. Father, I pray over us as a body of believers, God, Lord, that we'll begin to walk in Isaiah 60. We'll begin to rise and shine for the light has come, Lord. Father, we pray for the church in this region to do great exploits in the kingdom of of God. Father, we declare this is the greatest day that we could ever been born, and we thank you, Lord, for choosing us as Esther's as a time such as this to walk and live in the earth. And Father, we just thank you today, God, as we open the living word. This is not some fable. This is not a fairy tale, but yet this is the word of God that you said not one jot, not one tittle would pass away. Father, this word is alive this morning. According to Hebrews chapter 4, it's alive. It's a living word that we're about to read this morning. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides soul and spirit, joint and marrow. So Lord, we thank Thank you for the word of the Lord in this house this morning. I thank you, Lord, that what I will share this morning, Father God, has come from the throne of heaven, Lord God, has come through dreams and prophetic revelation. But Father, this is a time of great, great day to be alive. In the mighty name of Jesus, you remember in the book of Kings when the four lepers went down? The Bible says these four lepers went down to the enemy's camp. They said, if we stay here, we're going to die. Maybe if we go to the enemy's camp, you'll have mercy on us. And as they begin to walk, the Bible says that God created a sound underneath their feet. And the enemy heard that sound and he began to retreat. And they began to divide the spoil, which was the closing of the prophetic word given by the prophet that tomorrow this time where things have been hard, but this amount will be sold for only a shekel. You remember that, Junior, the word? And they said, this is a great day. I just want to tell you again, friend, this is a great day to be alive. So let's look at Isaiah 40. This is going to be kind of like... Um, like all kind of stuff. I'm going to try to make sense, but I've just, I, I, I could never get a certain direction. So I just want to share out of my heart about what I believe. And I want to share two dreams that I know that has come from the Lord about where we're at. I could, I mean, I'm ecstatic about where we're at right here. Isaiah 40 says this, comfort, yes, comfort my people. I'm going to read out of the New King James. Uh, says your God, speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain shall be and hill shall be brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh, look at this. Church, this is where we're headed at in the days ahead. All flesh, what shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Now, last week we went up into North Georgia and if you've ever been around the Helen, Hawassi, Young Harris, all of that area, there's a highway that goes from heaven, I mean from heaven, goes from Helen, it is nearly heaven up in that area, um, but 
from there up into Hawassi, and I think that's, it's actually called Old 75 South. And it's really fun to travel in the late at night. Grant fished a bass tournament up there at uh, Lake Chatoug in Hawassi earlier this year, and we left on Thanksgiving night. I said, it's not that far to Hawassi. And so we got in the vehicle about 7.30, and I'm thinking, man, that was crazy to drive this late at night. You know, I'm up there. They're all asleep, and Catherine will wake up about every five minutes, jump up out of the chair and say, are you awake? You know, I'm driving up in the mountains, you know. But I saw, I got to thinking about this, this highway. You know now that if you go up there, you have the privilege of trekking that mountain road, and it'll take you about 20 minutes to 25 minutes, somewhere around 20 to 30 minutes to get from Helen up to Hawassi. But how many knows a couple generations ago, it took them a while to get up that mountain? It took somebody time to dynamite the, the hills, to cut into that mountain, to begin to do the things that were necessary to pave the way so that now you and I have freedom of just running right down the highway. So what I'm telling you is I believe, yes, some would say, man, this is close to the end of the world. We are at the end of one age, but we are beginning another. And it has taken a great, significant amount of time to lay the highway, but the highway is being laid, I'm telling you, all across the world, all across the earth. We in the Western world are trying to catch up to what God is doing. And so this highway is going to come and so that others can jump on it and travel at great speeds. It's taken years. Listen to this. It's taken years. Over 2,000 years, we have been claiming the message that Jesus left behind. You with me now? And so we are moving out of the church, what is called the church age. And I can't put the proper language, but I'm telling you that we are moving out of what is called the church age into the kingdom age. And the kingdom looks a whole lot different than what church looks like. The kingdom, the church is inside the kingdom, but the kingdom is much larger than the church. Are you with me now? And the king has a king, a kingdom has a king with dominion. Come on, y'all. And so what we talked about on Wednesday night in here, that 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 victory is not won at the point of engagement, but at the point of observation. And when you see God as supreme of authority, like like Allison admonished us, and and, and like Caleb admonished us, and like David admonished us this morning, but when God becomes supreme and we see him as that, the enemy begins to come a whole lot smaller. That's why David said, magnify the Lord with me. God can't get no bigger than he already is, but he gets bigger in our eyes when we begin to praise him. Praise begins to shift our focus back on who he is. Are you with me now? And so it's taken us years to get on this road. And there's been many builders. I, there's, there's phenomenal books you could read. One by Bill Johnson called Defining Moments of Men That Were Gifted with Great Gifting and with Great Anointing to Help Pioneer Roads. But I'm telling you, we are pioneering something in this nation. This is why the earth is raising up and they're burning cities down. I'm telling you, the enemy is losing a foothold in this nation, church. I can't get no help up in here. That's all right. In the South, we've got to pioneer the message because most of the people in the South are waiting on the rapture of the church this morning. What we must understand, there is three things that must be fulfilled before we will ever see the rapture of the church. I will plainly say this. You can get mad at me. I do not believe I will see the rapture of the church in my lifetime. I believe that the children that are born in 2020 is the ones that will begin to see that coming of the Son of Man back to the earth. Friend, we have got a lot of work to do as a church and it is not sitting hankered, hunkered down here on a pew listening to somebody preach. We have got to get activated. I, I, I'm just trying to put language to this the best way that I can. But just as the knowledge in the natural realm is increasing, it is a prophetic sign because 1 Corinthians 15, 46 says first in the natural, then in the spiritual. We're going to see people that, that, that will come into the kingdom like this parable of the labors that's going to get a that's going to get the last reward at the end just as we've told all day. There's going to be rapid things that will happen and shift very quickly. All right. I can't remember which notes is which, so I just got them all up here. So it takes a while to lay the highway. But once the highway gets built, those behind can get on this. I believe one of the things that we're pioneering here 
is that I may not see it in my lifetime. I have lived with this conviction since I've been in my 20s. I would lay down and tell Catherine the things that are in my heart that I want to see accomplished, I don't know if I'll ever see accomplished in my lifetime. But I believe my influence and the voice that I have into people's lives that will begin to see a generation that will rise up and see those things come to pass. All right. I forgot to write this date down. Let, let me just say this. Let's go to John chapter 2. I want to talk about this rapid deal. Father God, help me communicate this the best that I can. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Let me go back to this. The three things that must take place before we see the rapture of the church. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14 says that the knowledge of the glory of God will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. What does that mean? It means that every person on the face of this planet will see a demonstration of the glory of God. Not just a salvation message, a demonstration of his goodness, a demonstration of his power, a demonstration of his faithfulness, all of those things. Isaiah 60 says, Arise and shine for thy light has come and that the nations of the earth are going to run to the king and his kingdom. And then the last thing in Acts chapter 3 says, Jesus is, is held into the heavens into the restoration of all things. So you and I, until we begin to see the restoration of all things, that is all things. That is everything on the earth. That is the difference between the gospel of salvation and the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of salvation is about getting souls saved to enter into the church. But the gospel of the kingdom is about getting the earth saved. And it's about getting the church trained and equipped with the gifts. Come on, somebody. Of, and the fully mature man that Ephesians speak of and we're not going to see him into the church and the, and the to the bride and groom say come. It, this is where we're headed. This, Jesus is at a wedding. There's coming a wedding. The church is going to mature out of this servant status into a friendship status and then she's going to move to a wife status. Come on somebody. And then when we fully mature into that wife state, we're going to rise up in that Romans 8 as the sons of God because God will never put his head on a woman's body. He's going to put his head on a fully mature man in the earth. And that man is the sons of God of Romans 8. That's why the earth is groaning in expectation, waiting on them to arise. They're waiting on a church to call the order back that Adam had. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. I'm not waiting on the rapture, friend. I'm, I am wild up about training and equipping. Saying, go take the mountain, man. Get in it. Oh, my God. Man, I'm telling you, God, help us, Lord. Give us eyes to see Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's a wedding going on. And at this wedding, they run out of wine. See, accompanying in this last day's deal, there will be the instantaneous wine. I want to show you two pictures of the wine that is going to be married together in the days ahead. And in this, Jesus is at this wedding feast. They run out of wine, and Mary pushes him to do something about it. He does something about it. But in this, the Bible says that there's, let's just read it. Jesus said to her, and when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there was six. Notice there wasn't seven. Notice there wasn't eight. Notice there wasn't nine. How many was our church? There was six. What does it say? There was six water pots of what? Stone. Earthen. We are earthen vessels. You and I are earthen vessels. So this is a prophetic picture of what's going to happen inside of what? Man. 
in this, these vessels stood outside so that the wedding guests could come, wash their hands, and wash their feet. This is, a, this is not clean water. This is not something you want to dip into to take a drink of. This is filthy. This is dirty. This is, this is, this is unclean. Are you with me now? Notice how Jesus did not say to take the water and pour it out and put in fresh clean water. Notice what he said. He, he did not do that. What did he do? Jesus said, fill the water pots with water. He didn't say empty out what was already in there. He just said, fill it back up. This is a picture of those that are going to encounter the goodness of God. Everything in their life is jacked up. I'm telling you, the greatest preachers we have not seen yet. The greatest prophets we have not seen yet. They're in crack houses. They're in places that you would never think they are. But they're going to have an encounter, I'm telling you, with the living Christ. They will not be encountered church. They will not be encountered religion. But they're going to encounter the living in Christ and as this water goes down into their life come on somebody what happens is listen I, I thank God for tongues and I believe we taught tongues in Pentecostalism that if you, if you speak in tongues you feel with the spirit I know a lot of people who speak in tongues but they are not filled with the spirit you speaking in tongues does not tell me you are full of God it tells me you've had an encounter with God and God is not an Indian giver with the gifts of God are not revocable according to Romans eleven twenty nine. but when we are filled we are overflowing with God and when you are full of God you will demonstrate Galatians 5 not 1 Corinthians 12 fruit is a sign of maturity so we got this wine that's going to come real fast now look at this in Isaiah 25 I found a neat scripture right here Verse 6, and in this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast of choice people, a feast of wine on the leaves of fat, things of marrow, of well-refined wines on the leaves. If you got the Passion Translation or an NIV, it talks about an aged wine. This is those with experience that have told it for a long time. These two things will be in tandem in the days ahead. The aged wine will work right alongside of those that were instantaneously turned in. You with me now? Because a man with experience is never at the mercy of a man with knowledge. Oh, that's good. All right. Now, I want to go into this. We, um, Bob Jones told, told multiple people this. We were sharing this last night in the house. And um, Bob Jones told multiple people, Sean Boltz was one that, that um, was one that released this. I think he put it on his social media or whatever. But Bob Jones said that when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, we will know that God's apostolic Chiefs are taking their place, right? How many how many's ever heard that word? Got a few people that tracking that. He said when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, well, I'll never forget me and Matt was watching the Super Bowl down at the cabin, and I was getting frustrated. And we got into the third quarter, and I said, well, I believe Bob's word is true, but it may not be for this year. Then we get into the fourth quarter, and what happened? The Chiefs just unload, and they come out, and they win a score by at the end of 31 points. I believe that 31 is significant to Proverbs 31 because Proverbs 31 is nothing to do about a virtuous woman. It is, about, it is a picture of the bride in the end days, church. Come on, somebody. And it's talking about justice doing to her, but that game was won on 2-2-2020. On February the 2nd, that game, I, I was born again on February the 2nd. But if you read Isaiah 2, 2, it's talking about the mountain of the house of the Lord being established as chief. God's prophesying to this nation, church. Lord, I can't get, I mean.
I'm just trying to get a few people that can follow me. Can you track with this? God is prophesying to this nation that his house is about to be established as chief among the, among the mountains in this nation. God is not done with America, church. I'm telling you right now. I could ju- I'm not ashamed to jump on politics, but I'm telling you right now. I remember four years ago being in a meeting and Matt Lockett told me personally, we have had dreams after dreams after dreams about Amy Barrett. God, I'm telling you, God has hand-selected this woman from the foundation of the earth to be where she's at right now. We are about to see some things upheavaled in this nation. I'm I'm going a little fast right here. I got to tell this dream. I don't care what side of the fence y'all listen to me right now. Heaven, all of heaven is backing that Supreme Court justice. We've had kids. There's, There's Amanda's been there at the Justice House of Prayer in D.C. where they pray and fast. And all of these kids started having dreams about this lady. So, I have a dream. This, was, this is two months ago. I'm going to share two dreams. But I have a dream, and in this dream, that I'm handed, I'm handed a brand new bow. And I, I know I used to be an avid bow hunter. I used to believe um, when Grant was little or whatever, I thought it was just, I, I just got into the mentality, Catherine remembers this, that I believe it was unethical to kill a deer with a gun. And so, I mean, I just got into that. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, then I changed my, I, I evolved a little bit and said it was ethical if you could kill him with a muzzleloader. And so I shot a few deer with a muzzleloader. Now it is ethical to kill him however you want to kill him. You know what I'm saying? Car, whatever you got. <laughs> just kill him in Jesus' name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like all animals that are great with barbecue sauce. <laughs> all right. God help me here. Help me out, Emily, out here. Pick me up a little bit. So I'm handed a new bow. And in this, in this, um, in this dream, it was not a Matthews. It was not a Hoyt. It was not a Bowtech. It was not a Leet. It was not a Diamond. It was not a Bear. It had an unrecognizable name on the bow. But I looked at the bow and I was like, man, this is an extremely nice bow. And if you go purchase an extremely nice bow and arrow, you will pay anywhere from $900 to $1,200 for that naked bow. And I remember thinking, this, this, is a, this is a nice bow. And I begin to tell everybody in there, this is an extremely nice bow. You just don't recognize the company. You just don't recognize the company. This is an extremely nice bow. And then as I begin to look at this bow, where the quiver would be, it was not a quiver, but it was a bag. It was a bag on the side of this quiver, and it was an extremely nice uh, leather bag that was attached to the bow. And, and so I begin to look at it, and then I realized that this bow, was this bag was produced by John Deere. It had the John Deere emblem on it, and I knew it was John Deere. And as I looked back at the bag, as I, I opened the bag and closed it, there was a hunting hat inside the inside the, the bag but but they, they had flaps that come down over the ears and I put the hat back in the bag and I closed it up and as I closed it up I looked on the back of the uh, back of the uh, bag and there was a map of the state of Georgia and there was three counties had an had a asterisk beside them and the American flag was beside those counties and I'm thinking, man, like you, I just wish that I am a dreamer. I dream every single night. I don't believe every one of my dreams are from the Lord, but I know when I do dream from the Lord. And so I'm like, God, what, what, are, you, what are you speaking to me? Why can't, uh, you know, I was in a meeting on Thursday, and I said, why can't God just talk to us in plain language? And he said, God is speaking to you in country language. He showed you a bow. He talked to you about John Deere. I mean, how much country can he get to you? I'm thinking, why don't he just speak plain English? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I say unto thee, John, this is what I'm speaking to thee in the dream. Do this, do that. But how many knows it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and it's the honor of kings to search it out? Because revelation is expensive. Revelation is not cheap, friend. You will be held responsible for what you hear. Are you with me now? So if you come in here and you drink from this vine and you hear this revelation and you walk out the door and you say, well, that's just hogwash, God will hold you accountable. Are you with me up in here? I said, God will hold us accountable because where much is given, much is required in that area. He's not talking about your house. He's talking about the revelation that he's bestowing on your life. Where much is given, much is required. 
Are you with me now? Even in the parable of the, of the, of the talents, when the one went and hid it, if we give a lazy person revelation what we're doing, by giving that lazy person revelation, we're prophesying judgment on them because they're not willing to go dig out what God is saying. They go and hide it, therefore judgment comes. So God is concealing some things and he expects us to get in there and dig it out. Well, I'm a reader. The most powerful thing I've read in the last year of my life is the book that was written by Mario Marilla, The Fire and the Glory. That book came from heaven and is pinned with heaven's authority in the earth. This is what God is screaming to the earth. Church, get in the seven mountains and bring influence. We've tried to bring them into this mountain. Get in our little church circles like the pool of Bethesda. John 5, come get in our little pool and dance around and then God can touch you. It's time we mobilize the church and become Ezekiel's river in Ezekiel 47 that we are trained and equipped and wherever this river goes, it brings life. If I go to Walmart, I bring life. If I'm a school teacher, I bring life. If I'm a plumber, I bring life. If I'm an electrician, I bring life. If I'm a businessman, I represent the king and his kingdom. Come on, somebody. This is the message of the hour. But all the church is not going to go into that. They will be those that will stay in the church age. So now we're getting it where we got to make it convenient and comfortable. Let's just stay in our PJs and watch a live stream. You will never see comfort or convenience ever attached to the kingdom of God. Lord Jesus. Never will you see that attached to the kingdom of God. So here's the thing. What is God saying in that? I don't understand all of it, but I have got some of it figured out because I have had dreams since this dream. God's talking about an unknown company. We've heard this forever. We've heard people, there's a faceless tribe coming. There's an unknown company. because This has been prophesied for a long time. Are you with me now? This has been prophesied about as long as the wealth transfer, and we will see that. Church, how many believes that? I'm, I'm going to try to calm down. There's an unknown company. Where are these people at? What does it mean to be unknown? I don't think that it has to mean that nobody knows you. I don't think that's the deal. I don't think that that's what it is. I think it has everything to do with the desires of the heart and our place in this deal. Because I'm going to play a song in just a minute that I've been playing for for the last two months. And I've broken down over this song. And I've asked the Lord to help me. Some areas of my life. And then Emily and them come to our house and she said, I've been playing this song and it was the exact song that I've been playing. And she was like, that's so wild. But so in this, why was there a bag on the boat? Why wouldn't he put a quiver on the boat? Why was it a bag? And why was it a John Deere bag? So I began to study John Deere. First of all, he didn't invent a tractor. He was dead before they ever, the first tractor ever came on, the gasoline engine tractor ever come on the thing. But what he invented was a plow. He invented a plow, and what John Deere is famous for is he invented the plow that broke the plane. And what he was was a blacksmith. This man Damon's preached this since he was since he was 10 years old at the ramp about the blacksmiths. Which is why he stole the podcast. I'm just cutting up with him, but I'm just telling. Gotta give credit where credit's due. <laughs> but the blacksmith is someone who stands in the heat and forges something. He takes something and stands in the heat and he forges something. He creates something out of the fire. This speaks of the intercessory gift. Are you with me now? Someone that stands in the place that don't get hardly no recognition, but they're forging something. They're forging something in the fire. The, I'm telling you, the mark of intercession will be known by the church in the days ahead. We will not go and navigate the days ahead without prayer. Prayer must be the esteem. God's house shall be called a house of prayer, not a house of smoking lights, not a house of video games, not a house of just tootie doll. It shall be called a house.
house of prayer. And so, I'm hollering just like I always did, Ada. So in this, he invents this plow because where he was at in the prairie, they had a plow and the plow would wear down and it could not break the ground. So he creates this plow that will break up. Hosea, help me Holy Ghost, either the 10th chapter or the 12th chapter talks about breaking up the fallow ground. This is where we have been at. This is where we are still at. We are plowing into this ground of the south trying to break up this fallow ground of religion, of the traditions of men. This thing is not, this thing is strong. How, religion is simply this. The best, definition, the best definition I've ever found of it, Peter Wagner says this, the spirit of religion is simply this. It intends to change the times and the seasons. Religion wants to keep us in one place when God is trying to say another. It intends to hold on to the ground where we've at, at the expense of forfeiting the future ahead of us. So God's speaking to me about the John Deere. There's a thing in, I think it's called Malone, Illinois, where there's a, where there's a statue or, or some dedicated to him, and it says the inventor of the plow that broke the plane. Now I believe there's some things fixing to be broken where do you hear break the plane? Where do you hear break the plane at now? In a football game. And what is it? When the ball breaks the plane, they score. Church, we're going to score some things. I hope you get excited about that. Let me do, this is where I really want to get to right here. I want to, I want to, I want to finish with this. Man, I can't get into all this. This unknown company will break the ground for many generations to come. This unknown company, I believe to me what God was speaking to me in this dream is the cloak of humility. How many has ever read the book, The Final Quest by Rick Joyner that came out in the mid-90s? Lord, how many people got in here? If you've read it, raise your hand. Be proud of it. I ain't trying to hold it halfway like she's afraid of Morningstar. I'm cutting up with you. You know that. I'm just trying to make it light in here. I got three congregates in here, okay? The hungry, the satisfied, and those that don't know nothing I'm talking about. So I'm trying to breed it all in, okay? The best I can. I remember getting this book. And in this book, it's a prophetic picture of the last day's army. Rick Joyner is a set of eyes to the body of Christ. He's always been that. He is, he is, he is world recognized as his gift to the body of Christ. And in this book, he talks about the final quest of what the last day's army will. He talks about doors that opens up. He talks about large doors, small doors. But in this, he saw this battle taking place. And what he looked at is there was believers that was so shiny you remember reading this in there? That the believer looked at his armor and he was so shiny that he was blinded. He was, he was blinded. And he, he asked wisdom because wisdom was present. He said, he said, why can't I see? Why don't I have eyes to see? And he said, you're blinded by your own armor. Can you stay with me right here? You're blinded by your own armor. So he said, well, how do I fix this? So wisdom gave him this worn out looking garment. And he was almost offended at the garment that wisdom gave him. And he places the garment over him. And as he placed the garment over him, clear vision came to him. And he asked wisdom, he said, wisdom, what is, what is this? What are you placing on me? And he said, that is the cloak of humility. And he said, all those that do not have the cloak of humility will be blinded in that day. What if the reason why we can't see with the prophetic vision that God's declared, because he declared this year to be a year, 2020, of a year of clear vision. Come on, y'all. Chuck Pierce, I'm talking about, I ain't talking about people down here in Sparks. I'm talking about national recognized voices. Are you with me now? So what if the thing that is keeping us from seeing is really me? Hold up right there. Clay, you got my, you got my song ready. 
So six weeks ago, I'm riding down the road and this song comes to me as I'm praying. And I crank this song up and I weep and I weep and I weep. I wept for three hours listening to this song. And I'm telling you, listen to me, church. I'm just trying to adjust some things in here. I'm telling you how I'm adjusting my own life. You do, you with me now. I know the ones who hear me in this room. Crank this up. Crank it up right here. And um, I said, Lord, I want to be a part of your army. And, uh, I said, Lord, I want to be a part of your army. I want to be a part of that generation of people that you raise up. And, and the Lord, he just, uh, he just sang this over me. He said, you got your best men on your front side. You always show your best side. Evil's always on the other side You say this is your strategy But son, I hope you take it from me You look just like your enemy Hold it right there. Emily, come on, jump, jump back in there. Hold that cut. Come on, Emily. So I'm listening to this. I'm saying, oh, God, this is Rick Joyner's final quest. I remember listening to this. I mean, it's a powerful album. His, his first two albums is unbelievable. But he said, God, I want to be a part of that army. I want, to be, I want to be a part of that company. Does everybody in this room want to be a part of that? And he said, I heard the Lord speak. You always got your best men on your front side. You always show your best side. But evil's always on the other side. Let me tell you the two greatest killers that will be in the days ahead. I'm going to give them to you right here. Self-seeking, self-promotion are the two worst enemies to every ministry gift and every person in this room, including the one who's holding the mic. I've been there. I know what it's like. You looking at a man that's had to be humbled by the Lord. And I want to tell you something. Being humbled by the Lord is no fun. And God promises all of us in this room that I believe in the days ahead where we're going into 2020, into 2021, there will be massive exposure in this nation. And those that rejoice at the exposure, that same exposure will come to your own house. I'm telling you, the sexual sin in this nation will be uncovered like never before. The paddle fires are going down in this nation. And I'm telling you, we better get on the ground and say, God, I am full of sin. Have mercy on my life. Hear the Lord this morning, friend. Why do you think they're bucking at the courts? Job 20 is a picture of justice for the common man. Friend, human trafficking is a travesty in this nation. Where do you think those missing children are at? They're sex trafficked across the world. But God, God in His mercy is long-suffering that not any should perish. But when you don't turn, He begins to turn. So I said, Lord, God, I look like my enemy. I'm full of pride. I had a dream on August the 24th. And in the dream, I was hunting in Iowa. Man next to me was in camouflage. I know this man very well. He's a dear friend of mine, been a dear friend of mine. For a long time, he's fully camoed and his gun's laying out the front. I'm sitting in the stand with him. 
but I have a saddle rifle and I'm clothed in solid white like I'm hunting in the snow. And I hear a song playing and I'll leave that song out. I hear a song being played and I'm thinking, why is he playing this music when we're deer hunting? And so I look to my left, I'm looking over my left shoulder. He's looking forward. And I see movement. And I, I tap him and I say, don't move. As I tap him saying, don't move, he said, is it a deer? And I said, yeah. And so it's sketchy. I can't hardly see what's happening or whatever. And behind me in the dream, I see a fence. There's a fence we're hunting right on the property line. And in this, I see a hole in the fence. And I knew that that's where the deer would be passing through coming to this thing. And as I catch that movement of the deer, I look, and there's some grass growed up by that fence. It's kind of, it's just an old fence row. And there's a bobcat lurking in and out of that fence. And I remember thinking, my God, that's a bobcat. And I said, I'm going to shoot that cat. I lowered the gun up to shoot. And as I lowered the gun up to shoot the cat, the dream changes and it's not deer, it's people. And there's a people. There's, there's all types of people coming and each one of them has got a, each one of them has a teacher. The buses are parking and they're getting off the buses and the teacher's leading them straight to the fence. And I looked and I hear a voice and said, do not shoot that cat for you will scare the people. Let it go. Then the dream shifts and the people come over and the teacher's leading them across there. And I look and I speak to the teacher. I understand. I said, what are you coming for? She said, we're coming for the wedding. Then the dream shifts and changes and I wake up and I'm standing at my house. And there's a, there's a combine underneath my carport. And a man looks at me and says, I can't believe you've drove that combine. You drove that combine this far. And I said, yes, it has taken a long time. But I said, the time is now for the combine. What is a combine for? It's the harvest. What you got to understand in the last days is called the harvest in the Bible. Man, y'all, I'm, I, y'all all right right here? Y'all, can we go just a little further in this? The, the harvest, what, what went, the river Jordan always flows its banks when? At harvest time. The book of Joshua, remember this? When are they going to cross the Jordan? At harvest time. What is the condition of the, of the Jordan? It's going to be overflowing its banks. Death is always a prophetic picture of the Jordan in the Bible. It is the place where we go down where Jesus was baptized. Come on, somebody. He died to his will and received the will of the Lord. Are you with me now? It is a picture of death. Death is going to overflow its banks. But what did God command them to do? He said, you stay. You stay. They was two cubics behind the ark. We've been behind the ark for 2,000 years. Come on, somebody. As the priest stepped in the River Jordan, the Bible says that the water receded in the book of Joshua. It says it ran all the way back to that great city, Adam. God's going to redeem us all the way back to the Garden of Eden, church. I'm telling you, we in a great day, I and This is not a day to hunker down waiting on the rapture of the church. It's a day to find your job, your calling. God, why am I on the earth? Let me rise up and be who I am. If you're called to sing, sing. If you're called to preach, preach. If you're called to dance, dance. If you're called to do Do what God called you to do. He said it's harvest time. Man, I'm going to preach the rest of my stuff. I'm just going out of my heart. But immediately, when I went to prayer the following morning, the Lord took me to the parable of the wheat and the tares. Out of Matthew chapter 13. What does he say about those? He said, while we slept, an enemy coming and sowed tares. Tares look identical to wheat. Listen to me, church. I'm, I'm, not ta- I'm talking about us in this room. I'm talking about where we headed as a nation. Remember the servant said, let me go snatch up. I want to snatch the tear out of the wheat because what he's talking about is the tear is darnel. Darnel looks extremely like wheat. What you have to wait on is the maturation process. What happens with the maturation process as the wheat matures, the wheat will begin to bow down because of the fruit hanging from its branches. But darnels will stand straight up in their arrogance and their pride. And I'm telling you that is what is about to be harvested in this nation in the days ahead. God said, I will send. No, you let them grow together, but I will send my angels and my messengers and they will gather the darnel up first and snatch it from the tear. This is what's going to happen in the days ahead. So humility is not thinking less of yourself, but it is thinking of yourself less.
which is God put this powerhouse back here in the cotton field so that we couldn't even rejoice. I mean, look at it when you pull up. Ten out there, miss, I mean, looks like, looks like a buzzer's fishing to land on it at any moment. You with me? But that is not the case. I'm ending with this. He's got a dream. He's always got a dream. God always gave. God has never, since I was 18 years old, born in the kingdom, has never left me without a dream. Anytime I need direction, he shows up to me in a dream. Anytime I need wisdom, he shows up to me in a dream. He's always faithful to give me the dream. So I have this dream. In this dream, I'm in a restaurant. I'm in a dream in this restaurant, and I recognize there's business people around me. So we, what we, we, we're exchanging the meal. I'm actually carrying on a conversation with you in, in my dream. It was a good conversation. <laughs> I wasn't rebuking you. No. You was rebuking me. No, I'm playing. <laughs> but I saw and recognized several businessmen. I walk outside the restaurant, and I hear this loud noise <laughs> come in. And when I look outside the restaurant, I'm standing with a businessman. And I look outside, and American Airlines Airbus is coming down, and it is landing in the street. And I said, oh, my God, my first reaction is, man, they're fixing to kill everybody. I mean, oh, my God, this is an Airbus. This is a large plane landing in the streets. How many knows your dreams are wild? Huh? This Airbus lands in the, in, the, in the street. I had this dream two weeks ago. Airbus lands in the, in the street. As it hits the pavement, as the tires hit the pavement, the engines and the wings fold in and it turns into a dump truck with the county name on the side. Cook County Dump Truck. I'm thinking, my God. And I told the businessman, I said, when did they start making dump trucks fly like that? Huh? Again. I tell, I, Thursday, I'm telling this guy, why don't God, he says, speaking to you plain, man, in a plane, a dump truck. So then I immediately look at him, which I took to me this morning of the three of you sharing what was in your heart that happened during worship as a prophetic sign of what God's speaking to me in his dream. So I go outside in a dream and I said, you know what, I've been in this house. Speaking about my house at home, I said, I've lived in my house for years now. And I said, the other night that I realized that I have two shelves in my house that I didn't know were there. And in the dream, I had the two shelves, and what was on my shelves was fishing poles. Now, those that know us, we love to fish, okay? I will spare no expense on fishing. I believe it is godly ordained. You with me now? So, but in my dream, these were vintage fishing poles. Some of them were very vintage. Some of them had like three foot in length in the pole. Some of them were six foot. Some of them were seven foot. A couple of them was a fly rod or whatever, but these were extremely nice fishing poles. And I look at him in the dream and I tell him this. I said, my God, man, I said, I've got probably $2,500 worth of poles and reels in my, on those shelves that I didn't realize I had. I said, I am far more wealthy than I thought I was. And I wake up. So what do you think God is speaking to in that, into that dream? I'm going to tell you what God's saying into that dream. There's fixing to be national and international business deals that will come and sit down into this county. And it's going to be dumped on Cook County, Georgia. And, and, the, and the outcome is this. That, that what God is speaking to me about those fishing reels, God says, son, you got ministry gifts sitting in that house that you've not recognized yet. Some of them are vintage. Some of them are old, like bats sitting on the front that other people thought was over with and done. I'm about to pull them out for one final string of the catch because fishing is the fisher of men. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, this is a great need to be alive come on church there's some things about to hit the ground I'm telling you Friday night I sat in that new stadium and I looked across there at the ground being broken with the with the with the new rec department and everything I'm telling you God is about to dump resources in this region if you are a business owner in this region you need to claim what I'm telling you as thus saith God if not sit on the roadside and watch other people pick up the resources that is about to be dumped into this county the 
reason why I saw it on a plane because the plane travels the nation. It is international and national wide. God said I'm fixing to bring that type of resource right here in this little podunk, this little hidden place called Sparks, Georgia. So if God ain't saying this, listen, I left Wednesday night thinking, man, I ministered to six people and I'll be here to the one because I believe who I was preaching to Wednesday night. But me and Catherine took as a prophetic sign. I know more God in the truck. Mark Wingate texted me and said, my God, I watched your live stream tonight. I'm telling you, we loading up. Friends, they drove two hours. They closer to Savannah, way close. They ain't but 45 minutes from Savannah and drove all the way over here. God is speaking to us. Say, something in this house worth the drive, friend. Are you with me now? I'm telling you, God, listen, what are we going to see happen in the fall? Listen to me right here. You're going to see fishing poles activated that you ain't seen activated in a long time. God's going to give us wisdom. Listen to me. I said the fishing poles are about to be activated in this house. We're going to see, we're going to see the resources in this house go from where it's at now to an astronomical level. And it won't be in here to build us a house. It won't be in here to build nice, fancy things and drive fancy cars. What it will do is lift some things of some civil organizations in this county out of the rut. I'm telling you, this is what the Lord's saying. If we will stay humble and stay on the ground and stay and say, God, we can't do it without you. We can't do nothing. Jesus said, I can do nothing on myself unless God show it to me, friend. This is the way and the heart attitude moving forward. You with me? Because if not, you're going to be the darnel and you're going to get snatched up. I'm, I'm just telling us. And I can tell you this. Misty Edwards used to sing a song. I don't want to be offended when it's all going down. The heart posture in the days ahead, man, there's some. My prayer is, I don't know what your prayer, but I'm praying night and day. But whatever, if there's ever been a Senate that can shove a justice through, get this woman through in the name of Jesus right now. Because it ain't about no Republican win. It's about God getting somebody in place because of what's fixing to take place in this nation. Washington, D.C. has held the common man up for so long. They have gotten wealthy off of the backs of the people of this nation. And I'm telling you, God will stand for it no further. This is all in the transfer of wealth. Where do you think the wealth is? In the heathen. So we win the Super Bowl on 2-2. Isaiah 2-2. The house shall be established as chief. Super Bowl was won in New Orleans. Also, the national championship was also came from LSU. And it was led by a quarterback named Joseph Burrow. As a prophetic sign, the Josephs are about to take their place in the mountains. Church, I'm telling you. He said, man, you crazy. I'm going to die crazy then because this is the only thing that keeps me alive. Won't it be glorious over yonder? Will never, will never, justify, will never satisfy me. I have a palate. Once, once you ever taste a, I mean, a short enough steak, you can't, I mean, hot dogs can't cut it for you no more. I mean, a slaw dog can suffice you, but it won't, it won't hold you. I've seen. So this is what I feel like we should do. We should do an activation in this house. Because there's one thing about it, you're free. You believe that in this room? I'm telling you, the dump truck's landing. It's landing. It has landed. It's not going to. It has. It's landed. Come on, Emily. Pick it up right here. Raise your hands. Just raise your hands just for a moment. Come on. Pick it up right here. Turn her up just a little bit. What we got to do? Jason up that goes into the second part of that song. We better trash our idols. 
if we're going to be in the army of the Lord. For the greatest idol is you and me. We better get on the threshing floor. Realize when it comes through for your business, God's the one brings the increase. Are you with me now? Everything that God's brought my family, I look at my sons and I say, listen to this. This ain't done, this, this didn't come by the phone company. This didn't come by your daddy's business accounts. This only come from the hand of the Lord. By his hand, we're fed. And I declare this region right here supernaturally blessed of Almighty God. This is not for Cornerstone. This is for this county and this region. The truck had the county name on it. It didn't have Cornerstone's name on it. It had the county's name on it. So I declare the businesses in this county to be supernaturally blessed of Yahweh to carry out the kingdom purpose in this land. I declare that the new stadium we set in Friday night and the new rec department is only a prophetic sign of the fallow ground is being broke in this region. I declare that our fatherlessness issue and our poverty issue will be broken in the days of hand. In the name of Jesus, I declare we are humble, we are meek, and we shall inherit the earth. Come on, somebody. The meek in spirit shall inherit the earth. I declare we are, we are stripping the pride from this army, and we realize, God, the cloak of humility is the greatest garments that we have in the days of hand. It's harvest time. Your neighbors say it is harvest time. So, Father, I activate the ministry gifts in this room. That's one of the things that the apostolic does. That's one of the things that the apostolic does is it identifies giftings and it, and, it, and, it, and it activates gifting in a house. Remember Paul told Timothy, he said, you fan in the flame the gift of God that was in you. Where did it come from? When they laid his hands on him and they deposited something in him. Romans 1 says, I desire to get to Rome that I may impart unto you. There's some people that could come in here to say, that come in here with, with to say something. But listen, we're moving into eight days and hour. We need to come in here with something to say. Come on, son. He said, when I get to Rome, I desire to impart something into you. Not something I shared with you off the internet, but something to impart to you. A spiritual gift that I may impart to you. So God, by the authority of heaven that you've given me in this region, that's another thing God was speaking to me about the boat. I've given you authority, son. I've given you authority. Run with what I've given with you. So I'm telling you, with John Bagley, with heaven behind me, I deposit faith, hope, and love in you, and the gifts of God be activated in your life. Sit down on the sideline. It's time to rise up. It is time to get in the game. You can't be a spectator in the days ahead. It's time for participation. Come on, somebody. We can't ride it no further. We have got to get off the sidelines into the game, whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like. If it looks like you taking two young people, then take the two young people and use the gift of God that's in your life. Father, I bless this house. My God. I bless this house. I bless this house. Who is the teacher bringing those crowds of people? The Holy Spirit in John 16, the divine teacher. And he's leading a people. Why did they say we're coming to a wedding? Because it's a people of covenant. My God. Father, I bless these people. Church, I bless you with everything in me today. By God's grace, may God move mildly upon your families, in your lives. May He give you prophetic dreams and visions. In the name of Jesus, will you give God a great God bless you in this house this morning? Come on, you are to let it be known. Come on, you are to let it be known. Father, we love you. God, we love you, Jesus. Father, come, Lord. Come, God, with your mighty power. Father, we want you, Lord. Raise your hands. We want you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Oh, God, have mercy on us, Lord. Father, forgive us. Nehemiah said, I have sinned and my father's house has sinned. 
Father, I pray that you would have mercy upon us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Could you, I think we should just pray over their city being how they're here. Uh, Mark and Emily, Lord knows that I have done a tremendous amount of work plowing the grounds in those regions. I thought about last night if we left. You remember Pastor Dale when he came to preach? He had went to Guyton that morning and he'd come back through and he was preaching at Jessup that afternoon. Remember he preached in Guyton that morning, preached at Jessup 3 o'clock that afternoon. Then he was going to Baxter to preach that night. When he got done with that, he said, I'll never do that again. <laughs> but they were listening to the GPS or whatever, and he got lost in Long County. And they remember him saying, he said, it is a Long County. So, stand up right here. Allie, Mike, would you trade out? Is she still here? Will you trade out with him? I just want to pray over them before they leave. Would you show Allie Mike the keeper of the keys of this house? Come on, somebody. Some love. Y'all right? Just hold on. Y'all not hungry, I know. So. <laughs> I was sharing with Emily, really, the journey of how we came. And Allie Mike, 12 years old, when she got on the board. And, man, I've just been blown away what God's done with you. I mean, church, I'm telling you. Miss Heavy, that's why I gave you that book. Because I'm telling you, 20 at the closing of this year is not going to look the way it's been. But until it shifts in your own mind, it'll never change. But what I did was give you a machete. And I gave you a gun this morning with that book that I put in your hand. And if you will dedicate, I think that's a 15-day deal. If you will dedicate the next 15 days to prayer and devouring that book together, you watch God do a turnaround. In the name of the Lord. I'm telling you right now, this is not going to be a house known that we got a superstar and we got some, uh, some, some minor leaguers in this room. Are you with me now? This is going to be a house like David. If it's the house like David built, David is mighty men. If this is a Davidic house, there will be mighty men inside of this house. Did you hear what I said? Are you with me now? It doesn't matter how big or how small your gift is. I'm just privileged to hold a microphone. Are you with me now? But if I need something in the realm of prayer, I'm calling Miss Mary Hill, I'm calling Kaylin, I call Miss Ian, because I know they're going to pray. Like Fios, if he, if he texts me and says, I'm praying for you, my name ain't on the social hall. He praying. So y'all come right here. You stretch your hands towards him. We're just going to bless our city, bless our family, bless our two children. They named their son Roland. I don't know if they named it after Roland Keyboard. No, Roland. Got a little girl named Navy. So, Father, we just bless Mark and Emily this morning. Father, we're so thankful, Lord, for them coming this morning. Father, I believe you sent them this way as a prophetic sign for me. Keep, keep blowing the clarion call. Keep blowing the horn. The Naomi's and Ruth's are out there. Just keep blowing it. And so, Father, I just thank you for them. I thank you for their family. I thank you for the gifting of God that's upon them. I thank you that he's a dreamer, Lord. I thank you for the prophetic gifting upon his life, for the dreams, and Lord, that you give him. And, Lord, I just thank you for Emily, for the psalmist. I thank you for the hunger and the divine discontent. Only you can put that in there, Lord God. I thank you for her divine discontentment, Lord. I thank you like, uh, like she's like Rachel weeping for her children. She's like, Hannah, no, no, nothing's going to satisfy me. No, sir, nothing's going to do for me. I've got to get his presence. I've got to 
I've got to be at that place where the prophetic presence of God is, and that's 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 what's on me. So we bless them today. I thank you that you're a way maker, that you fulfill all our dreams and desires, God. That if we submit ourselves to you, that you shall fulfill everything that we desire, ever wanted, and could ever ask for. I thank you that you do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think in your name. And I bless them today in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray right now that the water from this well would go to Ludowicz, Georgia. And Father, that they would begin to pour out into that region. Father, you begin to pour out in Wayne County, Jessup, God. I have preached tons of messages and laid many of prayers in that ground over there. And I thank you, Lord God, for breaking out into those regions and those areas right now. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Give God a great God bless you, church. We'll see you here on Sunday morning. Don't forget, tune into the live stream Wednesday night. We hope you enjoyed our message of the week. Thanks for joining us. Our passion at Cornerstone is our family atmosphere built on deep relationships. We want to connect with you. Please take a moment and download our app and connect with us on social media to stay updated with all things Cornerstone. We pray you have a wonderful week.